I like the um, I like heavy metal. Right, where the fuck do we start with this one? Because this is this is well, all like I've I've got a good intro for you. Here we go. Yeah. A little bit of light-hearted <laughs> intro. All right, take right. it away. Go for it. <clears throat> right. So the biggest football in travesty of all time potentially happened today, um, where I scored the greatest goal I've ever scored on FIFA, and the fucking <laughs> prick rage quit, and he wouldn't let me save the replay, and I tried to save the clip, and it just screenshotted it, and so. A perfect rainbow flick top corner volley from Kaka is out in the ether. So that's what this next half hour is going to be about. Um, yeah. So we yeah. the the biggest the biggest story in football has happened, and we decided to record a half an hour podcast now on a goal that Ben scored that now yeah. is just lost to the ether. Yeah. So that's what this next half an hour is going to be on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was up three nil. We're there are obviously bigger things at stake here. Yes, yeah, there are bigger things at stake. So last, all right, let's 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 kind of intro this thing. So yesterday, around about it was during the Arsenal Fulham game, wasn't it? That it all dropped. That the one-one. The news, yes, the one-one draw between Arsenal and Fulham. That twelve clubs across Europe have decided to essentially ditch the Champions League and Europa League in this kind of bid to play each other in a more lucrative, effectively like a closed league system in midweek games so what we've got so far is these clubs include Man United Man City Liverpool Arsenal Chelsea Spurs Barcelona Real Madrid Atletico Madrid Juventus Inter and Milan and so today since these statements were released at like half 11 last night so they were released just after I went to bed and both UEFA and FIFA have released statements essentially condemning any kind of Super League which has been dubbed along with the FA in like England Italy Spain I think today Porto opted out officially. RB Leipzig have stated that they'll turn it down if there was an offer made. Severe in the last half an hour. Yeah, so there's been clubs that have turned it down. I think as well as this elsewhere, almost in direct competition to this as like some kind of rebuttal, um, changes have been made to the Champions League format from the year 2024. So the tournament is going to go to 36 instead of 32 teams. Each team plays 10 games in a round-robin league format. There's going to be legacy spots open to teams that have historically done well in the competition but failed to qualify through like their own domestic route. So like changes have been made there as well. And then earlier on on Sky Sports News, it was announced that the Premier League is going to hold, I think it's tomorrow, they're going to hold an emergency meeting. Um, I thought it was this afternoon. I think it's now tomorrow with representatives of the remaining 14 clubs not involved in this Super League. And I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what comes of that. Where the fuck do we start? Right, I think I think we're gonna try and do this as each of us kind of give our initial opinions and then just draw it out and start to pick it apart. Pals, I'll start with you. I think because 
Uh, well, Ben, I'm interested to see what you've got to say because you're the kind of only one with with skin in the game here because you've yeah. got a team yeah. that's kind of Shamefully. leading the charge. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I've got plenty to say about that. Powers can come at it from a more <laughs> yeah. generalised. Uh, All right. Yeah, I guess me and Powers have got so, a similar a- angle of it because we're both like neither of our clubs are, are involved or have any kind of. We're never going to be involved in the Super League, really. So, yeah. Powers, what are your initial thoughts on the whole thing? Without trying to sound too, like emotional about it i think just the principle of it it's it's undemocratic it's an attack on sporting integrity and it's attack on it's an attack on like it's a for me it might sound pretty stupid but like it's an attack on the ability to dream i think um Mm. and if you can't if you can't turn a dream into a reality then we might as well all just fucking go to bed tonight and not wake up in the morning do you know what i mean like there's no there's no end goal to anything so why do we why are we here in the first place i know it's yeah. football so that's quite a quite a ridiculous link to to make but i think after reading a bunch of it today the thing that makes me mad the most about it is the fact and i think carragher said this as well it's like all these teams are using the history that has been built before these rich billionaires came in to use as a reason as to why they should be included yeah that is just absolutely insane because, you know, like, for, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure the basis here is Liverpool were founded by dock workers, right? Back in 19-something. Manchester United were formed, like Gary Neville said, Manchester United were formed uh, workers from around the area. And, like, Arsenal were born, I believe, out of Spurs, like, didn't Spurs sort of split in two and Arsenal went and formed their own club and came up and I think like, Arsenal were workers as well but I think yeah. sort of Spurs moved into the, one of them moved into the area yeah. the other one on the territory the, yeah. but I've listened to a lot today and I've listened to like a lot of, you know a lot of people writing about it and sort of saying the same things but you find different nuggets of information in 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 different people's reports and perspectives I listened to the latest TiVo podcast today that they did like very quickly and they had the author of the billionaires club on it and this the author of the Billionaires Club, I think his name is James Montague, he profiles um, all of the rich billionaires and primarily American billionaires that are involved now involved in football, how they made their money, where they came from. And there's this guy called, apparently, I think he's called Paul Elliott or Paul Singer or something, the guy that owns AC Milan. And this guy runs a vulture fund. And the whole purpose of this vulture fund is to buy countries' national debt and maximize the income that they can extract from it, which in itself is insanely immoral. So these are the type of people that we're dealing with here that are trying to take football from a place where you can adopt a a Moneyball model and finish in a Champions League spot. You can do a Leicester and do a 5,000 to 1 and play the Champions League and get to the quarterfinal the year after, right? This guy won a court case against Argentina, not just like anyone, Argentina, the country, to take one of their naval carriers off them as collateral damage. Like, these are the type of people that we're dealing with in this, you know, in this sort of uprooting of tradition into what is essentially a closed NFL-style system where the clubs are the, the shareholders. I think it's something like 250 million, 300 million pounds just for taking part before they've touched a 4 billion euro dollar pound um, uh, broadcasting 
broadcasting yeah. deal, then prize money. But the other thing that really stinks about it is all these teams are going to be playing for one trophy, right? They're going to be playing for the European Super League Cup or, or the trophy or whatever over the course of the season. At what point, like, at what point do we just get fucking bored of United Barcelona? Like, I'm, I'm bored of it already. <laughs> like, mm. at, what, at what point, like, the, it, it's, it's just a non-start to begin with. And when you see the amount of money that's already in football now, I think what we're seeing today is sort of a microcosm and a bit of a reflection of what society's becoming. The rich get richer again and the poor just get told, well... You fight for yourself, lump fuck it, it lump it, yeah. see you later. And to me, to me, like, I've never, I've never, like, I, I don't care really for the rest of this season. It's sort of ruined it for me. Like, I don't want United to win the Europa League like I did anymore. I don't want Liverpool to win tonight. I don't want, I don't want City or Spurs to win. I'd want them all to, I want them all to fail. But the thing that hurts me the most, I think, is the fact that this whole UEFA are going to ban the the players from playing in you know international competitions and whatever i yeah. don't i don't think marcus rashford has spent his entire year this year using his platform for good whilst being one of the top performers in the premier league to be told you can't play in the world cup in two years and i don't think he really wants that so why are these decisions being made for them because at the end of the day joel glazer's not going on the pitch and scoring a fucking 30 yard free kick is he he's just taking <laughs> he's just taking the money from it and i Mate, think that's what hurts me most that he didn't understand the offside rule. Or relegation. Like they don't understand yeah, why relegation yeah. is in football. Well, that's because yeah. you're in a closed league where you're guaranteed money every year. And the only reason... I was talking to somebody about this earlier. I think the only reason why the NFL works like that is because of the system that they adopt in terms of the, the worst team gets the next best player. That works. But football works here. Why are we trying to fix it? We're only the we're thing, not trying to fix it. We're trying to make they're trying to make the rich people richer. Exactly. Franchise football. Is. Fuck yeah. that. It's not football. Yeah. It's the people the, sport. The, the, the looking the make it, it does look like it does look like an American system. It's gonna be sort of a very it is the M- no. it is the MLS with some brioche well not a brioche, like a baguette and like I don't know, <laughs> like it's just like some continental flavor. Up. Yeah, it's just like it's just like yeah, it's just been continentalized, but it's absolutely an American model. The way that the tournament's seeded, isn't it pretty much exactly the same as the MLS where it's ten uh, two uh, two sort of um yeah, like, like conferences. Two, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. like how they have like the Eastern and Western conferences. It's two leagues or whatever of two tables of ten teams that then move off into playoffs eventually. And like that is the MLS. It is yeah. pretty much the same thing. Um, so yeah, it is just totally Americanized, and I think they're just trying to dress it up. Well, it's all about the finances. That is, and I, and um, from little rumblings that I've seen, there was a thing on Sky earlier. Apparently, one of the um, head journalist uh, not uh one of the chairman of the esl and it absolutely stinks of edward wood or glazer who might have said this i don't even know how true this quote the quote was so so villainous and evil that it makes me think that it's made up that sky that have made this quote up to just make it because it can't if it's true it can't it was something like Essentially, the long and short of it was we absolutely hold no responsibility towards the wider footballing community. Yeah, yeah, fans. you are like right. Fans basically, fans right. basically come second, and it, our job is it to was, maximize profits for our for our. 
so that was that was that Cavacase Sahalo, I think I think his name is, and Cavi- it was yeah, it was he said, he said no 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 no. So it was from a it was from a an on, an anonymous board member at one of the big six clubs that chose to remain anonymous, and he said to Sky News that there's a bunch of people within the boards on the clubs that are against it. However, the owners essentially get the final say, and what they've said is one sorry two the wider and greater good of the game is now a secondary ideal the most important part is maximizing profit and revenue and global branding which just just before we we started to record this maybe i don't know sort of about tea time alexi lalas the former u.s i think he was captain of the u.s uh national team sort of world cup 98 or something like that he said he mimicked that almost to the word he was sort of asked by someone like oh what do you think of the super league and he came out and said the owners of these clubs their their job is to maximize profit if they happen to to sort of build this kind of closed league that that builds competition then great good for them make some money which no yeah this is an american it's an american outlook on something What what i don't think that well especially the owners don't and i'll get onto the owners of man united shortly but um what the owners and especially the american owners and i guess i mean any any um sort of um owner that isn't i guess from one of the f- five you know big european footballing nations won't understand how deeply ingrained in society football is it's not just a game that people enjoy it's like it's blood sweat tears it's pride it's like every you know so many good memories like football can genuinely like yeah can 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 get people out of a dark place it really can it can be the only thing in people's lives that's actually worth and as sad as that might sound to people that don't like football it's true it is much much more than just a game it's helped me and through the pandemic for sure yeah one billion percent as yeah. soon as the footy came back i was like oh mate that's that's something you know what i mean that's a media that's a big boost um and what these americans don't understand is that you know we're not american we 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 don't just sort of hop onto the next big sort of capitalistic trend like there are certain things that are sort of sacred like sacred and sacrosanct and football in the uk especially is one of those things and they just have absolutely zero zero respect for it and 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 going on to the glazers like you know i've always been glazers out i don't think there's many united fans who don't want them out but if there was anything that proved that these fuckers man like it's not only just their absolute like disgusting evil levels of greed it's compounded by the fact they don't give a fuck about fans they don't give a fuck about communities they don't give a fuck about any team that isn't you know one of the top teams in their respective European league. It's it's fucking atrocious. Um and I'm I'm quite focused on what comes next out of this because fuck me. If the, if this fails and it backfires, where does that leave clubs? You know, can can uh, supporters and whoever else force owners out of teams? You know, will there be a mass player exodus if this does go ahead or even if it doesn't? Like it just seems that everybody's trust in what have been national institutions in the UK has been has just completely eroded overnight. So I wouldn't be surprised if players wanted to leave. I wouldn't be surprised if um, 
you know, fans literally stop supporting him. I this is the most ashamed I've ever be, been. I've never been ashamed to be a United fan, but I'm fucking ashamed to be a United fan. <laughs> and even more so that fucking Joel Glazer's name is there on the list of fucking chairman. Yeah. Knowing that we probably played the biggest role out of anyone to make this happen. Fuck me, it makes me <laughs> sick. And I well, hope that the United's I hope I hope the coaches and the players from what from what I've I've seen coaches and players have had a zilch to do with this absolutely nothing but there needs to be a big reaction from the players and the coaches and the fans and there's all of these owners need kicking out of football they do yeah there's something that really shines true with Germany I think as well is and that it shows that now that model does work and it is to be heralded as this is a working format and a working structure and infrastructure of a football club the 50 plus one model that they adopt in germany where fans have to own is it their fans have to own 50 51 percent of the football club yeah it has to be fan owned so there's no there's no majority by one person that can't just push through which is why there's so much uproar about leipzig doing well of course but the 50 plus one model is if dortmund were to join this super league their fans would vote it down yeah, and that is. I feel like that was what that is worth its weight anyway. in gold. We should we. That's exactly well, what we should did, do. How did it get through? How did it? How did it happen with Barcelona then? Because aren't Barcelona fan? No, they're president. Fan owned. No, they're a president. So, uh, so, so the fans vote for the president. Madrid. Yeah, right. And then okay. the president they don't makes... have any say in. Right. Right. No. <sighs> it's it is it is it's fucking atrocious and yeah there does need to be some sort of fan ownership i think like there has to be a way of mobilizing fans to 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 want that sort of system and um to like care enough about that sort of system i'm sure you know yeah you know yeah. There, there are fan pages out there there are, there are fan you know there are historic fan clubs that should mobilize and all come together you know any differences set aside like each and every one of these owners from those top six clubs and the rest of them, they're fucking evil. They I think are literally it, trying I think to it just... kills history too. Like look at like Forest. Like for me, like Forest won the European Cup in nineteen seventy nine and eighty one, was it, right? What say we've won more European Cups than Arsenal and Spurs and they're yeah. in this European Super yeah. League. What but because well, they're European the giants in Yeah, isn't it? Because they're European giants in in financial they're not European infrastructure. Giants, they're though, not in European way. giants. In but something else that rings true is we like the we were saying the ability that you know dare to dream and like if you can kill the possibility of a dream becoming a reality. Forrester uh, all right, they're not a big club now in 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 infrastructure and they're not a big club in terms of finances but they're a big club in name like you go around the world and you say Brian Clough people say Forrest first and yeah. what's to say in 20 years Forrest can't adopt a football and culture bring the right coaches in we develop good players anyway that I mean we've made 50 something million off the academy in the last 8 years and without that we'd be on our ass. but people like Alex Mighton coming through the youth academy and coming into the team this year Knockhart's not getting a game because Alex Mighton's playing what's to say we can't keep producing players, make some more money off player sales, adapt, go up to the Premier League, and in turn, in 10 years, do a Leicester and maybe come third. All right, yeah, I know, it's a bit like you're pissing in the wind, you're dreaming, but that's the point. That's the fucking point. I am dreaming. Let let us dream. Yeah, if you're going to kill it, if you're going to kill it and it be a closed league, like it's going to die as quick as it lives. Well, like, for you guys, this must, this must be even... Uh, well... Uh, I think you know you can spare yourselves the guilt of knowing that um, your clubs aren't involved, but you guys support you know uh, championship and you're a QPR fan, right, Liam? Yeah, 
Yeah, where are QBR right now? <laughs> we are tenth, I think. So we had a good win on the weekend. I'm quite happy hey, about that. <laughs> well, you, you and pa- you and Palsy yeah. then are, are knocking about in the same sort of uh, same sort of area in the table, then. Eh? But how do you guys feel knowing that you, you know you could potentially, yeah, that those dreams are potentially gone? You know, like you, you, the, yeah. We we had this combat. I think we kind of touched on this maybe a couple of weeks ago, Pals, in one of the intros, where we talked about. I think we talked about the Super League or some kind of Champions League reform or something where we were saying that like this is all in that it, it just so happens that the snapshot of what the Football League table looks like now is that Tottenham are towards the top end of the table they're considered one of the, the best teams in Europe on whether it's on merit I don't know but if you go back 15 years they were kind of mid-table fodder right Manchester City before Sheikh Mansour came in were relegation fodder they were a yo-yo club they went down to League One they sort of rose back through the, and they sort of bobbled up around Championship and Premier League. It just so happens that in this cut, you take a snapshot of what the tables look like now, they are in the so-called Big Six. I think it does kind of, you you, you know, you brought up the Forest um, analogy. There's the Leicester one as well of where you, it's, it's really easy to give this example, but like Leicester's goal was to break into the top six and through this kind of combination of like, great management and sensible financial investment they did exactly that but now the top six in this country have decided to just run off and play in their own competition to avoid being shown up by smaller yeah. better run clubs like okay. Leicester you could say the same about Atalanta in Syria Juventus lost to Atalanta on the day that they announced this like Atalanta broke it to, they, they broke in, into the kind of Champions League elite breaking like um Inter didn't make the Champions League for like five, six years. Same AC with AC Milan, Milan yeah. Yeah. AC, these, AC Milan haven't made it for like eight or nine years, right? Or is it they've not, seven, they've not seven been, or eight years? Yeah, it's about a decade now since they've been in the Champions League. They're in so much debt. They've been through the ringer and they think that they can just kind of break away from the from teams like Atalanta wow. who have done what like they've done the most with the resources that they've got. So this whole thing kind of like I've been trying to put into words for tonight what like how I kind of felt about the whole thing. I think I kind of fall somewhere between like a bit of apathy and then like a bit of heartbreak as well. Cause like corporate greed and this kind of capitalist money-making machine thing is kind of seeking to, I guess, destroy something that I really love. And I know the comparison has been made with the Premier League and how that broke away in 1992. And like I was a year old then, so I don't really, I can't really appreciate that, but I can appreciate what's happening now. And I'm a bit apathetic because I feel like this was kind of inevitable. You can kind of see it coming for years and years and years. There's like screenshots of articles from 10 years ago of like Wenger talking about it, like, oh, it will happen. And now it kind of has. Mm. And I'll probably watch it as well, which is the sad thing, but it doesn't make it any easier to swallow. And I think I can kind of appreciate that like priorities change in football. It used to be like the biggest date in the calendar was the FA Cup final. Now it's the Champions League final and every four years you get the World Cup final. All these things have something in common and that's like winning a trophy requires like a feat of sporting merit. But this whole Super League thing, I keep doing air quotes in my office, but no one can see them. Um, It doesn't feel like it means anything to win it. It's literally just a money-making exercise like that International Champions Cup they have in the summer. It's just a way of ensuring guaranteed income so yeah. they're not like these clubs aren't scared. It's by almost like the, the aim. <laughs> it's almost like the aim wouldn't won't be to win it. 
ever like it doesn't matter if you win it or, or not the, no it's, it's just, just the money you get you get half a billion pounds for being in it every year yeah Here's oh, your which is, thanks for well, taking this part is, this is the thing though as well everything that i'm seeing um and i'm, I'm seeing some stuff about like um potential um like uh, another statement and a sort of um, a, some sort of justification from the European Super League, where they're basically saying we've had to do this because of the pandemic, and we've had to, yeah. we just we have to do it because of the pandemic. So there'll be a bunch of bullshit about that as well. But again, the other despicable thing about it when it comes to money, I'm sorry, I know pounds, you had something to say, is that not only does this sort of um, it it says it speaks volumes about. Um, the state of football, but it also just speaks volumes about the state of the fucking world. Like I've never seen such a capitalistic grab, like power grab, like this before. It is like straight out of just the like the capitalist fucking handbook. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just it <laughs> yeah. is just money. It is purely profit. That is the only reason. There's no heart or soul. It's bollocks. It's bollocks. And again, backdrop of the pandemic, it, it, they're going to seek justification through that. And um. Really, yeah, it's indicative of what's happening across the world in general. You know, um, institutions just being absolutely monopolised, um, and you know, just every every field almost every sort of whether it's whether it's music, whether it's industry, whether it's whatever, everything is being monopolised by a few people. And this is exactly what is now happening to football, which was meant to be this like sacred thing of you know, it's the beautiful game and you can dream, um, and it's just turned very ugly. And uh, yeah, every dream shattered, really. So the the things that we can we can also sort of touch on briefly is like, let's take some what ifs for it into the you know, bring some what ifs in. Jack Grealish played really well for Villa for four years now. Gone down with him. People questioned his ability. He's come back up. He's proven he's an elite footballer. He is. He has the ability to play for England. He has the ability to play in the Champions League at the top level for a team like one of the big six. Like, where does he go from this if... It, ultimately, he wants to go and win something, right, in in his career, maybe. He wants to win, you know, a Villa. if you're moving from Villa to somewhere else, if you could win one trophy, not trying to shit on Villa, but just, you know, on in terms of re- the, the recent, the last few seasons, Villa aren't going to win the Premier League anytime soon unless they do a Leicester but they aren't going to win a Champions League he might have to move to somewhere like a City or United to win something but going into this European Super League and then him being potentially banned from playing for England the whole clamour is about Jack Grealish playing for England this summer and what it would mean to him and what it would mean to see a young lad in his club fight for fight to the top like does he just go and sign for Spurs and just come fucking 15th in a Super League every year and be like well I'm playing top level football it's like yeah you're playing top level football and getting beat every week like where is the progression in that if anything the progression is backwards surely it's a sideways move because I guess I suppose if you're if you're going to finish 15th 14th 12th in the Premier League and you're just going to go and okay you're playing better teams better players but if you're going to finish 15th 16th in the in the Super League then you're you're not you're not writing your you're not etching your name on a cup, are you? I think no. if you if you the i the ideal, I think the ideal days of football like is when you get to lift the big ears of the European Cup, right? And you you won't get to do that if you're moving to, uh, I don't know, if you move to Manchester United this watch, summer watch and they the want to start the Super League in in August, which is when they want to do it. They want to start it for this mm. August, ideally. 
you, you don't get to do that. You'll never right. get to lift the European Cup. What, watch the trophy be like the most garish thing you've ever seen, like the Stanley Cup, like a yeah. six-foot-high trophy <laughs> yeah, and huge. like fireworks and like neon lights on it and that, you know what I mean? The branding of it is really interesting as well because it's, there's, doesn't it doesn't look It looks like much, the Champions League. It just it looks doesn't, like the Champions League. I don't think that's an official I, logo. Like, if you look at the actual right, website, it's the, it's re- it's like clip art. It's like really poorly put together. It looks really rushed. And one thing that I think is quite interesting about it is it's not called the European Super yeah, League. Yeah, it's called the, the Super, Super League, League. Yeah. And so I think that leaves the door open for teams like, I don't know, Inter Miami or no. like a rich, like a Guangzhou Evergrande yeah. in no. China or Al Sad, someone with a lot of money from elsewhere to go, or we'll, we'll, we'll play. The City Group have just bought Mumbai or, you know, the yeah. City Group have bought some team Melbourne in Australia. City. Exactly. Right? To be fair, I think United just bought, which could be falling in line with this as well, just generally franchising football. United bought a Australian t- uh, team, South Coast Mariners or something like that. Right, okay. Mm. Just bought them. So yeah, there you go. That's United. So you could end up into being a into being a franchise. Yeah, you could end up with a with like a essentially like a world league, which makes. I mean, if you're I, I don't know. Let's say that. Let's say Leicester get into the Champions League again. You can go and sign for Leicester and play in the Champions League, and live in Leicester, or you can go and sign for Inter Miami, live in Miami, and play Real Madrid four times a week like it's making those places yeah. look a little bit more attractive although the mls is seen as i'm just using mls as example i'm not trying to shit on the mls but it's seen as a bit of a, it's it's not seen as strong as europe if you take one team from the mls and you stick them in this super league that makes it a very attractive city to go and play and live in so yeah. it could happen that that is an option i don't know it, 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 it they're leaving the door open for that i think with the branding and the fact that they've not called it the European Super League, it could well happen. There's like loads of stuff that I just think is like quite interesting points on it. Like, you know, the, the guaranteed money you get every year. I saw someone say earlier, like, I think it was actually, I think this was an Arsenal fan who tweeted about the prize money saying, oh, look, it's 350 million guaranteed. You get 500 million if you make the knockouts. You get an extra such and such. If you win the whole thing, think of the players we can buy with that. If, no if, player's going to want to be no, there, though. No, no. Like, any fan that believes that any of that prize money is going back into the club are just playing dim yes. at this point. Yeah. No owner involved in this will be investing that money back no. into the team. It's all profit or dividends portioned out to satisfy yeah. shareholders. That's what this whole exercise and is for. This is something that um, the, the billionaires author said, that Stan Cronkay, the Arsenal owner, he is the guy that took St. Louis Rams from St. Louis to yes. St. Louis to LA when yeah. LA already had what well, LA already had the um they just got the Chargers, the Chargers right? and and now yeah, they get no the Ve- Raiders yeah the Raiders are going to Vegas but I mean Oakland oh, okay. not too far from LA really is yeah. it um and they obviously had the San Diego Chargers again not too far from LA but he said Stan Kroenke stays in charge of that football club for long enough he will move Arsenal out of Arsenal to somewhere else that's more prof- more profitable because that's he can. What it sounded like, yeah, that's madness. There it, needs to be. He's some found a way around it. Then. There needs, well, well, if he's not going, if he can't move Arsenal, he's moving the league. Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if he can't move Arsenal out of Arsenal to uh, out of London to a more profitable place or anything like that, they were always scared of that, right? But now he's just they've just moved them to a different league where they can make more money with well. Guaranteed one, income every year. No jeopardy. One thing I didn't get as well, and it, it's probably a very fucking simple answer. The answer being money. 
Mm. Um, but I don't understand what was wrong with the Champions League. Like <laughs> it's the jeopardy it was... of not making it. I know they've introduced these weird legacy well, that's, spots. That's the right? game. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. I know. Sporting consequence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're it... shit. You don't get to play the best if you're shit. That's that's just the, that's how it is. So yeah, it is it's... like it's cheating the game with money. It's fucking bollocks. It's been introduced. It will have. I reckon the idea will have been tabled by any one of the three American owners because they will know the system. And I'm guessing, I think, oh, it's the, the others might have globbed on, right? So either the Glazers, the Glazers, because they own the Buccaneers, right? You've got Kroenke owns the Rams, and I think he owns an NHL team. It might be the, the Colorado Avalanche. And then FSG and Boston FSG Red Sox. and Boston Red Sox, right? Mm-hmm. All of the American leagues are all closed. So you get, I saw a lot of comments under sort of all the club statements that were put out last night. And it was along the lines of like, oh, please can someone explain this to me in NBA terms? I, c- I see loads of hate, but I can't understand why. And like, that's a huge part of the problem because the Super League is dressed up like this American league, like an American model, where no matter how bad you do, you cannot fall through this trapdoor at the bottom. There's no jeopardy. If you if you suck, fuck it, it doesn't matter. You still get 350 million at the end of the year and then you just start again. If you, to kind of extrapolate that and make like give a wider like another example of that in the nhl this year the buffalo sabers are fucking awful and they have been for years they're completely rudderless they've got no direction no coach they continually finish near the bottom every year fans still kind of turn up but the stadiums are always kind of half to three quarters full but yet they keep their place in the league every year and that's just how the game works like they're even rewarded for it because matt you brought up the whole um like draft pick like you get the you get a better draft pick the lower you finish and that's the only reason the worst, this system works the worse you well, do and, and the, the better player you get system, well their youth system is is they don't have like necessarily local teams that seed into academies that then move through an academy system to one day go from playing for the under 18s to playing for the under 23s it's you know high school college <sighs> NFL. That's how yeah. it goes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure, that works then when the entire system is closed off pretty much. But when the UK system has been an open door for, you know, for 150 years where you start off playing for a small local team, you maybe get scouted for academy and then you, you that's the dream. The dream is that you go from playing on your local fucking you know your local school field on a weekend to i could play for man united I could play for and also on that who, who in the terms of the football pyramid and grassroots football how do you think they fund things like grassroots football they don't well, it saying, gets less money goes out of the game doesn't it and it gets less gets filtered down they're but, saying that oh we can benefit the wider football pyramid here. This is this is what they're trying to spin it as. But if you just know that they're not. All you have to look is what the Glazers have done with United. It's literally like over a billion pounds out of the club, and fucking not even a tenth of that um, investment. I mean, don't quote me on that, but it's it's me. It's it's a measly investment in terms of what they take out. They've obviously shown that they don't give a fuck about general just people. People in general, they don't care about their emotions. They don't care about um, the things that they care about. They only care about money. So who the fuck is to say that they're going to help out the wider footballing pyramid when everything up to this point indicates that they're just going to line their own pockets? Like you said, if you're extorting companies, uh, you know, because of their national debt, if you're literally... Companies, fucking, fucking countries. Unbelievable, C- Countries, man. sorry. If you're extorting companies, you know, uh, and, and taking advantage of their na- uh, national debt... 
then you're not going to give a fuck about extorting a fucking football club for all it's worth, are you? It's it's, it's, it's criminal. And my thing is, and my big, like... I, you know, I hope there is a huge, huge mass exodus of players and support and everything for these clubs. Even my own club, I hope fucking the players turn against the board. I hope the fans and the manager turn against the board and everything. But there needs to be something done to stop these parasitic fucking owners like this ever owning a football club. Because let them fuck with the world stock market. Let them fuck with their oil money. Let them fucking play that fiddle. Let us fucking have football, man. Don't fucking ruin football like it's the one fucking thing that, in your in your you like know. personal opinion then as a united fan like how if if this does go ahead let's say august the 10th next year united play barcelona in the opening fixture of the super league like you watching are you like how are you feeling about that i think if it goes ahead i am um, um my my stock my stake my emotional stake in manchester united is is Will, will be you know far less far far okay. less i might watch out of interest but yeah i but i think so morbid much curiosity be- yeah but i think before then what will happen is players are going to leave and i don't think it's going to be interesting to watch like i'm i'm invested in man united at the minute i'm invested in the rebuild that because of the story right great job because of the story because we've because we've had 10 years of shit after having 20 30 years of the best of all time and now what? Now none of that means anything. It means that nobody's really going to be the best of all time because nobody's actually competing. Everyone's just fucking existing, in, getting their money, and that's that. Like it's fucking bullshit. So for me personally, if it goes ahead, um, yeah, my emotional state. I'll still say I support United, but pff, will I give a shit about them anymore? Absolutely, probably not. No, I'll probably be much more invested in Wrexham. To be honest, I think there's still a dream there, and there's still a story there to be had. So. Why, why follow a club that has no dreams like the, the the dream for man united right now should be let's get back to winning titles and winning trophies and it just feels like we've cheated our way into doing that essentially which is just bullshit just just and it's absolute greed and i, I don't hold it against players or managers because as far as i'm aware none of them are none of them are involved at all even you know some board members don't want this to happen but those board members need to fucking do something fans need to do something players need to do something to stop this from fucking happening and the Glazers need to get on the first plane back to wherever the butt fuck they came from in Florida and just piss off. Stay out of football because you're a f- fucking parasitic worm. <laughs> the key, like the key word is, is mobilizing it. I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping the word. <sighs> um, yeah. The key word is mobilized. Like on, on Monday Night Football just before we came on. That's what Gary Neville kept saying. He was just like, look, we need to mobilize. And I, th- I think the world of football will. I think all in all, like sort of rivalries and stuff like that will be brushed aside for a bit and you'll see fans of all clubs all over the country. And I guess over Europe as well. I'm interested to see, I haven't seen anything yet of what the reaction's like in Italy or Spain. Because they're, we're, okay, we're, we're reacting to what the, because it's six clubs here. That's a lot. But it's, there's three in Italy, three in Spain. So I'm interested to hear what the reaction's like over there over the next few days and whether everyone, like whether Spanish football fans are as pissed off. Because you see, I think today Real Betis updated their 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 own website with the league table, and they just omitted the three teams that had left, and so they've bumped themselves up from sixth to third. So like they're just sort of going on as if well, okay, they're gone. So I would just be really interested to see what like how each league tackles this. Mate, will, it's like the fucking WWE. It's literally oh. like Malcolm. It's like the fucking Glazers have literally just started WCW, and while fucking WWF's <laughs> got Triple H and fucking Stone Cold, we're going to be left with fucking Sting. 
That's what. <laughs> that's what's going to fucking happen. No bad mouth Sting, all right. <laughs> now nah, Sting's a bad. Well, Sting, Sting, Sting's good, but he yeah. was the, he was probably the best guy on WCW, and that's fucking saying something. <laughs> We've got Lance Storm. I'm um... not a wrestling. Yeah, I'm not a wrestling pro, but fucking, it seems very similar. And it, again, wrestling is the professional wrestling is the most American fucking thing in the world. It's a joke. It's a fucking. It's it is a show. It's fake. And the circus what yeah. becoming just a circus. That's Did all. Did you see becoming. the thread yesterday where someone said? the Super League needs wrestling storylines and then it was just clip <laughs> after clip of like oh, wrestling yeah. with football captions. If you haven't I'd seen it, more, go check it out. It's fucking hilarious. I'd be, I'd be more into that than the idea of just a closed league that nobody's really fucking playing for anything. Like, yeah. Give me a storyline. I want to see, I want to see like Lewandowski squaring up to Ronaldo or something. And like, yeah, <laughs> full on that. suplexing him. In I, the think, I think, yeah, the- I want to see some like, some like, uh, some like, you know, obviously fake like match, match fixing happen, like paying off the refs in the tunnel and that shit. Like, mm. that, that would be more interesting. There is, there is like a really, that, and it probably a- be less criminal than what was actually fucking going yeah. on now as well. I there's think like the, a, I think sorry, go on, Liam. Oh, go on, pals, go, go. I was going to say, I think, I, I was thinking about this not too long ago. I think the, obviously, everyone's talking about the modernization of competitions and the progression and sort of reinventing the wheel a little bit to try and, obviously, they need to make more money in football to sustain everybody's sporting dreams of it. And, you know, we see teams like Apoel Nicosia making the Champions League every now and then and having a, a good year. All right, they come forth in a group, but, like, that's the part of the dream, like, you know, we, we've seen teams come and beat Spurs and United and Chelsea and Arsenal on their own home turf in in Champions League. I think I understand that the new Champions League model, as much as I don't really like it, I think it makes more sense than this bullshit. But what I the the way that the I could ex- two evils, man. yeah, the way that I could accept the Super League for ex- in quotation marks the Super League, right, is if every let's say every four years they didn't do a champions league and they put the premier league on ice for a year they put la liga on ice for a year and maybe they did every four years like they'd have a world cup or they have a year euros maybe they do a super league every four years where you have to qualify over four years for said super league and then it you know places one to four make the super league places five to five to eight make make the next you know or five to ten make the next like iteration of what would be the super league and you get teams like villa playing um let's say i don't know like um by leverkusen on a, on in one week and then they play osasuna or betis the next week and you get teams like celtic and rangers maybe not in the t- maybe not in the top but you get like celtic and rangers playing ajax like every you know in a week or something like that maybe that's maybe we've got that already i know we've <laughs> yeah. i know we've got it but it's like the obviously there's and if you're good enough you get into it and if you need they need yeah it needs modernization everyone's i get i think we're on the same page there that stuff just everything moves on everything has to evolve in some way like the world cup has changed from the 1930s to what it is now the champions league changed in like what was it 93 something like that it became we got like a group stage rather than just a straight knockout everything changes but everyone's favorite thing is always from when they're about 10 so like the best world cup i ever watched was in 2002 the best like champions league format is the one they've got now where it's like eight groups of four then you go into the knockouts the best premier league seasons when we're, we're like forest coventry leeds sheffield wednesday were all in it so everyone's always going to have this kind of nostalgia to what they think football should be. And you have to kind of understand that things do move on. 
but it does need to move on for the right reasons which is essentially sporting merit it shouldn't be this yeah. kind of money grab no jeopardy i need 350 million guaranteed every single year this will also that's, kill that's jamie vardy stories you know yeah, yeah I would, well I, I would not have a problem i wouldn't have as much of a problem with the whole thing if it was an open competition that's that's change it mate yeah the yeah, main yeah. thing is that it is not an open competition mm. i'll fucking take the extra 300 million a fucking year that they're gonna get it sick yeah that's amazing you know but that 300 million is no fucking good if it's just gonna line the pockets of the owners and we don't you know no player wants to go and play for someone who's essentially betrayed football you know what i mean like it's just and who's to say as well right because they need other teams to sign up for this right they want a 20 league team and they need five more so far yeah well they need five more but then they need but then they were going to get the other five as like qualifiers based on previous successes in europe or whatever what yes yeah, so any, any three team more that is approached five. just abs- absolutely yeah. just flat out <laughs> denies it yeah. you know what i mean what if every yeah. club just says no we're not going to make think, up the numbers for this i think that's where Bayern sit i think Bayern have kind of said no which which they're literally one of the biggest clubs in europe and if that's kind of i think Bayern and psg are kind of like mm, maybe not um Bayern for more sporting reasons. I think PSG is just because they're the head of or their chief because <laughs> they whatever, they really is, want to win the Champions League. <laughs> I think he's mates with the guy from UEFA, so I think it's kind of a no. favor. Like we'll say no to this if you know you push through some Champions League reforms, whatever. So it's for different reasons. But if they don't get those two clubs, it's never going to work anyway. No. Um, mate, it's it's, right. it's fucking dodgy. Any final it thoughts is. before we we've got we've got opinions that I'm going to insert into the episode in a minute from some past guests so just from one guest before we do that <laughs> just okay, from, from one guest just from jordan <laughs> from all right we've got the opinions of jordan which we asked for so i'll insert that afterwards but you know before any final thoughts before we before we wrap it up um what a good day to avert your pr disaster from spurs are not <laughs> oh, yeah. not uh, not, yeah. not Euro- Euro- european giants oh, so, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah isn't that funny how, like well obviously the biggest thing in football <laughs> ever is happening right now but isn't it so funny that nobody gives a fuck about let's Jody sack marini on any other day, day that's the biggest Again. news story but not yeah. today <laughs> oh it was inevitable i don't even think if the super league had been announced anyone would have been surprised or particularly asked it's just another thing to laugh at which is what <laughs> football should be about it should be bantering jose Mourinho and fucking you know having a good crack and trying to win trophies not just buying your way in my my, th- <laughs> my thing is just that every fan every player every manager anyone who loves football needs to be fucking against this 100,000 million percent it's sad that you know i don't even think it is sad like some people might think it's sad that people are getting so worked up about this but i do just think it is testament to the state of the world and i think if we allow something as as pure as football i say pure as football football ain't pure fucking hell there was corruption in football for a long time but something that at its core is so pure if we allow that to become corrupted then anything can be corrupted and nobody's got a fucking chance in hell of ever having a fair fight um so everyone needs to be against this anyone who is just against fucking you know the one percent monopolizing everything that we know and love should be against this because it's a fucking travesty and i'm ashamed of being a united fan and the glazers can fuck right off that's my <laughs> that's that's me yeah. mate fair point pals um had a not massively any final thoughts because i think our final thoughts now will be old news tomorrow because it's going to adapt and develop but yeah i think in general it's just one of those things like 
we started a football podcast because we love football and we love everything that comes with it and we love talking about it because there's so much to talk about and there's so much to talk about because there's so much to be there's so much that can happen because it's open and fair and sport and integrity and you know sport in process and believing in a in a in a philosophy will get you somewhere and like i think we all adopt that to life like you know <laughs> I just think that at the end of the day, this is the most undemocratic thing that could possibly happen within a sport that is for and built by the people. So to take it away from that, it's just, fuck it. I mean, if it just it pains me. It makes me Evil, almost, pure yeah, it makes me want nothing to do with football sometimes just thinking about it. It makes me think like, what, you know what I mean? It's a black hole of like. We'll I, just all I, get yeah. back into marble racing like we did at the start of lockdown. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we 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 might talk about football so much and be so invested in it. People will be like, you know, you're fucking sad acts. But like, at the end of the day, like it, it it's enjoy it's entertainment and it's it's an it's an enjoyable sport to watch and it hey, has so many facets fucking, to it. It's a multitude it's a of different of things coming together at the same time. And I think football is a force for good in the long run. Not necessarily the people that are involved with it, but the nature of football and the you know the players within it do a lot of good. But I just think it's fucking bullshit. Kill it with fire. Kill it now. Yeah, Fair. parasites. Stop them. What about you, Liam? Your final thoughts? Um. Okay, picking up on something you just said about entertainment. I suppose it. This all does feel just like it's becoming an entertainment business and not a sport where it's all sort of based on merit. It all feels like it's about like content creation and marketing and blah 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 all that kind of shit. Like Liverpool themselves, I think one of the, like one of the main assets that Liverpool has, just taking them as an example because they're one of the six. Like they sell themselves on the roar of the Anfield crowd right in the cop. But with what's happened over the last sort of I don't know 15 to 20 years plus this, they're kind of they're pricing out the fans that make that noise. Eventually all you're going to have in inside Anfield Taurus. is a stadium full of corporate seats or yeah like these sort of like passive and reactive fans like fans quote unquote that only make noise when a goal goes in like there's not going to be anything else it's just going to be a bunch of people there with like cameras and phones it's going like to taking... be like a Cheltenham isn't it it's going to be like a fucking mate it's going to be exactly like that yeah. yeah it's going to be just uh, in the literal sense of the word like a spectator sport whereas crowds should be as involved and sort of as immersed as they possibly can be and if that's your big selling point and you're selling that off there's going to be nothing left what the fuck have you got if you sell off one of the biggest assets the club has the atmosphere I mean that's that's huge for a TV audience so yeah. yeah, that's my final point is that it is becoming too much. I think it's going to become too much. This feels like an entertainment product rather than a sporting. It feels like sports entertainment. It does feel more like wrestling. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. pathetic. Um, Let's power bomb these cunts out of existence. Let's yes. Right through a table. <laughs> straight off through, the top. Yeah, straight off the through, top rope, through a table, into a coffin, into yeah. the back of a lorry, and fuck off. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin, his intro music plays through. Bruno and Kevin De Bruyne walking, holding each other's hands in the air. Unity at last. Fuck the big wigs. Oh, God. And then, That's and then the episode watch, title. Uh, power bomb the yeah. cunts out of existence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Hell. Hey, what's up? Uh, it's Jordan Hughes, and it's uh, ten to two on the nineteenth of April, twenty twenty-one. Uh, I've been asked to give an opinion on this uh, European Super League kind of thing. Uh, there's not that 
many facts surrounding it at the moment, so I guess this is a bit of an emotional response rather than anything else. Um, I think on the face of it, it kind of just looks like ah, is the world seemingly goes to go of the the rich getting richer and consolidating power and um, kind of pulling the ladder up once they're there. You know, you maybe think of a team like Man City that you know throughout my childhood were uh, a middling, if not a bad top tier team and then as soon as they've got some kind of major investment they're they're willing to pull up the ladder um, behind them uh, to stop essentially stop other teams uh, achieving the same thing uh, they they might say that um, they're hoping to continue in the Premier League and you know, they won't affect revenue streams etc um, I can't see how the governing bodies will allow that um, but they are stuck behind, between a rock in a hard place when it comes to uh, standing on moral ground uh, and taking financial hits. Uh, not that footballing bodies have many moral grounds to stand on, to be honest with you. Uh, this kind of feels like a, you know, an end result of a long timeline of kind of, of, of things going downhill when it comes to equality in the game. You know, when you look at the Qatar World Cup, that was, you know, seemingly... Uh, bribery to to even get it in the first place and and countless deaths of of the workers uh, who are in appalling conditions actually building the stadiums for the world cup there um you can look at that you can look at you know arsenal letting go of uh i think it was 50 staff over the covid pandemic uh when seemingly they would have known that this super league was on the table and still willingly let people go who were probably on, you know, 20 grand a year and they're going to get this influx of money for 350 million. And I, I'm not just saying this as a Villa fan, um, you know, I don't want to kind of come across as like, my team does well and, and all the others not so much. But we released our financial kind of uh, data for the year and they made it clear that they didn't put any of the staff on furlough and they just continued to pay them 100% and I think that's just you know that's just what the position of the the rich and powerful should be really you know if, you, if you're willing to put your money into an investment in a local area then then you should be able to be in a position, yes, to make profit, sure, fine, that's the systems that we live in, but also support the the community that, that depend on the thing that you've bought into. Um, anyway, um, go support a smaller team, go buy a Dublin Bohemians shirt, some of the money goes to homeless charities in Dublin. Um, yeah, man. Kind of sucks. Anyway, up the villa. That brings us to an end, I guess, today. We are actually back tomorrow with an actual episode, but this was just something that, you know, we all wanted to get on and talk about now. So, lads, thank you very much. This was enjoyable. Pals, cheers. Ben, thanks as always. Nice one, cheers, man. boys. And yeah, we're back again tomorrow. So, later. Bye. See ya.